1: Side of Super Bowl fifty seven with the convention
2: center. We're here all week. I like it. That looks like a good hiking mountain. Like that is one of the cool things to do in this area. Have you guys I'd like done like to that in the area?
3: I went to the Grand Canyon Saturday. The, look awesome. at you. That's fantastic.
2: Look at you, Miss America over there here. Way to go. Have
1: you been to the Grand Canyon? I
2: you know, I don't know if I actually I think you would know if you Well to I, yeah. I well I was young, <laughs> like <laughs> No, not miss it. I don't think I did. I want to say like there was in the Super Bowl trip in Super Bowl 21 in like the mid-80s where I was like six. I feel like we... I don't think we were there. Yeah, we there talked we about it. There we go.
1: Okay. We've now resolved right. it. This is what I do. I did hunk up that now. Every though. day. Okay. When I, yes. Now, I'm and now I, yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Thanks. This is so great. Uh, Shereen Williams and Miles Simmons here with us. They know a thing or two about filling in for Chris. They've never had to deal with the show with Chris directly, except maybe last year. I can't remember a little bit here and there. Year. Right. Yeah. So uh, we're all here, and we got some NFL news. We're gonna we're gonna get right to it. Uh, the Panthers land Ejiro Evero as their new defensive coordinator. He had just wiggled his way out of Denver. It felt like Denver was maybe going to take some time, make some decisions, bird in the hand, two in the bush with Sean Payton. Yeah. They let him go. The Vikings wanted him. He lands in Carolina. Mm-hmm. How surprised were you, Shireen, that, that Evero ends up right away with Frank Reich?
3: Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that. And, and Mike, the fact that they're changing right away from the fourth – three to the three four we saw that a disaster with the Vikings this past season yeah, right. and I just remember when Bill Parcells came into Dallas mm-hmm. as you know Chris was a three four guy yeah. he had Mike Zimmer he didn't have the personnel for a four three defense right. and he waited yeah he waited until he got the personnel he got the DeMarcus Wares and those guys to make it work right. in Dallas that's what I worry about.
2: I, I I hear you. That's a that's a big big adjustment. I mean, we've talked about that a lot, whether you're Vikings or even, hey, another team that went through that this year with the Raiders. Same type mm-hmm. of thing. Raiders were mm-hmm. a 4-3-based football team. They bring in Patrick Graham. He's from New England. They want to do that. It's a totally different skill set with the front seven players, to your point, Shireen, so no doubt about that.
4: Here's what I would say yeah. is that Idrero was on the Rams staff in 2017 when right. they also adjusted from the 4-3 under Greg Williams to the 3 with That's Wade right. Phillips, yep. so he has that experience, and that really was actually a more successful shift than it could have been. Yeah. But the thing that kind of surprised me about the whole thing is that Everrow and Kevin O'Connell were on the same Rams staff that, that, too. That, me too. Yeah, that's right. I'm so, with you. There. Yeah. So the fact that he just goes directly to the Carolina Panthers instead of maybe looking at that, or if Raheem Morris got a new job, yeah. and then maybe he would have gone back to the Rams. Some Rams, sure. So you know, I yeah, that that was a kind of a surprising element to me. I, yeah, my son was very dismayed that the I Vikings lost
1: a. A, a showdown with the Panthers for Jiro Everett. <laughs> well, Very it, upset. It,
2: well, the, the the connection you make, I think, is real yeah. with Kevin O'Connell. I was kind of thinking, oh, that makes a lot of sense. They know each other. I, I was with EJ in Tampa in my later years. I mean, he's a great coach. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you talked about the Rams, the stuff he did there. The Broncos, how well they're set up a defense. I was like, well, Sean Payton's clearly going to want to keep e, uh, you know EJ Everett for sure. Why? Why wouldn't he? Yeah. I don't know what happened there. The one thing I'll say, and I think we saw this at the end of the year, Carolina's defense is super talented. Mm-hmm. No when doubt. when you play and they got the right scheme and things there They got some guys where I think he probably looked at it and went, okay, yeah, we're not 3 4 base, but we draft a guy here and there. I like everything else this defense has to offer. Uh, So that's where I could see certainly being a successful thing.
1: That's how I tried to talk my son off of that issue yesterday. It's like, look, there's more work in Minnesota. Minnesota The best players are old. We don't know anything about the young players. (laughs) Exactly. It was a disastrous shift. And you go to Carolina, and you're running the defense, and if things go well, you get more opportunities that's right, right. and expectations
2: are lower yeah. I, mean, I think yeah, that's, that's a real right. thing and, too and, and the
1: division's wide open now in minnesota nfc north it's not as it's it's they're not great there either but but the nfc south seems to be wide open for the panthers yeah with reich get the right quarterback get the right defensive coordinator they got great players and off they go and evero ends up being a head coach as soon as next year
3: and in the obvious point for Carolina is finding the quarterback. And if they can do that, they do have the defense with Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin and all those guys to build around on that defensive Right, unit. But they got to get Derek the quarterback Brown. right. Yeah, they mm-hmm. got
2: to get the quarterback right. O-line kind of turned the corner. We saw how they ran the ball at the end of the year. I think if D.J. Moore was on a more notable team, we'd go, he's one of the best yes. receivers in football, yes. right? I and mean, they got a lot of things that it, uh, to me, I thought they would be the Jacksonville of this year in a lot of ways. The team that kind of came out of nowhere to be you know, in the playoff conversation. I've kind of been saying that for two years with the Panthers. But um, <laughs> well, so I think this is a, a good start. Frank Reich, I am a big fan of Frank Reich. One, to your point, I think he's a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. I know that. And I know some people are going to go, well, wait, but the Colts. Okay, Colts had a lot of crazy circumstances, and they survived them in a lot of ways, I could argue. Let alone... I don't know if necessarily all the guys that were there were his first choice, too. That, that's the other thing that I've kind of been made aware of through people connected to that organization. So, you know, there's a lot of things at play there. But between EJ Evero and Frank Reich, they certainly got a, a different scheme, and they're going to be creative and tough to deal with.
4: Safe to say he's not bringing Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that's not, not, that, that not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't stand on the table for that guy again.
1: Probably. Uh, so let's pivot to the Cowboys, Shereen. I was in Dallas yesterday for a couple yeah. of hours and uh, trying to just trying to get a vibe. At just walking, you know, see the, anybody who looked like a at Cowboys the airport. fan, yeah, yeah. did they look happy? Uh, you never know. Nice the place locals hang out there. There's yeah. good restaurants. I'm, work with me while I make a transition, Miles. <laughs> anyway, uh, Shereen, Brian Schottenheimer now the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. You weren't surprised by this at all once they moved on from Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy's going to call the plays. What Schottenheimer really going to do?
3: Well, and I think this move, as you said, was predetermined, Mike. I think when he decided to move on from Keller Moore, philosophical differences, whatever it was, Schottenheimer was already on staff. Yeah. And he knew he wanted to call the plays again, and he did that in his 13 years in Green Bay, and he came. And I, I think there was a little pushback from Jerry when he, when Mike McCarthy came into Dallas for Jerry to say, hey, look, we, we've got a successful play caller. We're going to give the job to Keller Moore if you accept this job. I think that was Jerry's decision. And now I think this is Mike McCarthy saying if I'm going into 2023 under pressure, right, let me do wanted, it. And I want to let me do it yeah. my way. If right. I fail, I have no one else to blame but myself. Yeah. But I'll say this: Kellen Moore, two, two out of four years that he was offensive coordinator, they led the league in yards. One year, 2021, they led the league in points. He was a pretty successful offensive coordinator, at least in the regular season. Yeah. Had some mistakes in the postseason, yeah. but at least in the regular season was really good. But to your point, Mike, I don't know that. Schottenheimer does anything. It's my, it's on Mike McCarthy,
2: and it's a pretty good job if you can get it. Hey. That's yeah. that, Sign that, me that, up. that's that's basically it's describes on what McCarthy. I do every day. He's gonna work. He's gonna do some of the game planning. Yeah. He's gonna M- McCarthy's gonna lean on Schottenheimer for certain things, Run but, practice. yeah. But ultimately, yeah, it's gonna be McCarthy with some help from Schottenheimer, and and they're gonna go at it that way. Schottenheimer has been around a lot of different offensive schemes here the last two years he's probably learned a few things he's always been very good in the run game I think that's one thing you can Mm -hmm. look at um and and you know something you said Shereen that jumps out to me a little bit is you're right I mean Kellen Moore in the Cowboys offense it's been very good I don't know how you feel about it but I've always I'm always kind of like yeah but they always they feast on the weak it's always like the good defenses they don't ever seem to show up then and we'll see. Maybe Mike McCarthy and Shotty can uh, bring that element to the team.
4: He might be able to. I think what you said about Shotty in the run game, yeah. that, that's probably where I would that's want where to you see like it. him. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, you go back and look what he did with the Seattle Seahawks. Right. He was good there. Right. When he was offensive coordinator the of the Rams, yeah. he was doing that. Yeah, the Jets, too, right. going back even farther. so. Right. You know, the the Cowboys should have a good base with their run game. Now, what running backs I'll they're going to have to do with, with that, I don't know. <laughs> but that should still be the basis of their offense. And as long as Schottenheimer's going to be running elements of that, I think they'll be okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Miles, I will remind you, there are departing flights out of Dallas, and there were people in Cowboy hats. So there okay. were some Cowboys fans. <laughs> all right. Me. And I, well, I couldn't right, tell whether yeah. they were happy all or right, not. All right, quick question. I would be right. happy if I was a Cowboys fan. Let me ask yeah, this. yeah. Would, I, want, I want your opinion on it. Would you have just gotten rid of McCarthy now and gone off to Sean Payton if you were Jerry Jones?
3: I probably would have, yeah. It, considering Jerry's age and, and how little time realistically he has to win another championship, if you truly want to win a championship, I think that was probably the route to go. This could be another lost season. If you fire Mike McCarthy after 2023, what did you get out of 2023? You just wasted it and you lost a chance to get Sean Payton if that's the way you wanted to go. I still think Dan Quinn will be the next head coach of this team, and he could still do that after this year. But this could end up being a wasted year for them.
4: Miles, what would you have done? Um, It's tough because I understand why you would want to keep Mike McCarthy if you are uh, Jerry Jones, just because there's been success and, and it's not like they weren't in that game with the 49ers, that's you know? Right. Yeah. So there, there have been good things. It's just some of the situational stuff, yeah. that's the stuff that bothers the me. The little
2: things that get them over the top right. in some yeah. of these big exactly. games. Exactly, right. yeah. Right. And
4: that's where it's kind of like, uh, you know, Sean Payton does do the little things well for the most part. Yeah. yeah
1: Ezekiel th- at Backup
4: Center. <laughs> yeah, what the Stanford hell was that? Afforded <laughs> Stanford Band. <laughs> well, was I Didn't that? even get a chance. It was just
2: Done. What it was, was the
4: plan? I, I mean, because even if you're going to lateral it back to him, not like, that. what? <laughs> Why aren't you going with the ball? Yeah, that's, yeah.
2: Well. Yeah, they they outcreated, They were a little too creative for yeah. their, themselves there. But yeah, 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 I think we hit on a lot of the main points there. All Cowboys right. are still going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Jerry, I mean, I'm just going to tell Jerry when I see him, though. Hey, Shireen says you don't have much time left. <laughs> All right. <He laughs> says, she said you're old uh, and, <laughs> you know, you're in trouble here. <laughs>
1: uh, the Cardinals' coaching search is old, just like the Colts'. Right now, they are narrowed down to three finalists, reportedly. Brian Flores, the assistant coach with the Steelers and former head coach of the Dolphins. Mike Kafka, the Giants' offensive coordinator. And Lou Anaromo, late arrival onto the scene, the Bengals' defensive coordinator. Flores do have a second interview on Wednesday. Look, we've talked about this at length. I just think that if you're not going to hire Sean Payton, you better hire Brian Flores because... He's got head coaching experience and the others don't. And he's got a very viable lawsuit against the NFL. And now, if you don't hire him, it looks like you didn't hire him because he engaged in illegally protected activities and he's being retaliated against. I I don't, you know, proven coach versus two coordinators who have yet to coach.
4: I'm going proven coach 100 out of 100 times. I mean, I would too, probably. But at the same time, like, we all know that owners are just going to do whatever the hell they want. And that's why they're in the lawsuit in the first place. So, I mean, we can sit here and say, yeah, like Brian Flores makes a lot of sense to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and I think that he does. I mean, look at what he did with Miami. Look at how he kept that team going last year when they were really, really crappy. What are they, 1-6, 1-7? and Yeah. And they end up with 9-8. and So there's reason to think that Brian Flores is a very good head coach in the NFL, but... I mean, at the same time, like we've seen in this coaching cycle, I like Frank Reich too, and I, I don't mean this as a shot against Frank Reich, yeah. but when you look at what Steve Wilts did with that team, yeah. keeping that team as competitive as they did, Agreed. it's hard for me to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, well, it's obvious they should move on from him. Really, why?
1: Yeah. I, I get pushback from you. time to time on Brian Flores' record, and, it, and I say to people, do you do you realize his first year, his owner wanted to lose games? Yes. Yeah. And, and it looked like he was going along with it for the first couple of months of the season yeah. and realized how can I in good conscience operate this way how can I do that and that's when it all turned and then he he becomes the guy that Stephen Ross doesn't want anymore I mean he won with a team that has been dysfunctional for most if not all of
3: Stephen Ross's tenure as owner Shereen well that's what I like is he would bring that discipline to this team that obviously needs it and you wrote about this Mike how different he is from Cliff Kingsbury Now, what I don't like is that he's from the defensive side of the ball. They're going to have to hire a good offensive staff to try to do something with Kyler Murray, who, by the way, you're not going to have for probably the first half of the season, who's not going to be able to learn the offense, which is a new offense. That concerns me a great deal. So you're going to have to work that side of it if it is Brian Flores.
2: Yeah. Uh, My base thing is these are three good choices. Flores, yeah, sure, Mm -hmm. is is more proven, but – None of these are Cliff Kingsbury, let me just throw a dart at the board and go, well, he wasn't that good at college, but my quarterback likes him, and he was it in, in the NFL. Right? He was bad. I think he was it'll an work. offensive
4: coordinator at USC and fell up into an NFL-held coaching job. How the hell does that and happen? It, it
2: is actually amazing when you when you speak it and say yeah. it out loud. You're like, what, how the <laughs> hell did that happen? Yeah. But Flores, you hit on all the right points, and it will be a culture shock. Listen, I don't think Lou Anarumo is going to be much different there either. I think he's a he's a hard ass just like Brian Flores it's going to be like, no, we do things this way, and we're going to do it that way, and, you know, it's, it's get in line or get the hell out of here. And Kafka, he's definitely one of the young up-and-coming minds. And, and, again, even though proven is always a good thing, we've seen, you know, Shanahan three of the last four NFC Championship games, right? We're seeing Nick Sirianni in year two Super Bowl. And Kafka's been around Dayball and Andy Reid and some guys where you go, well, this isn't from Texas Tech college world, and all of a sudden he's going to be a head coach. He's, he's been trained the proper way. I, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these three candidates, in my opinion.
1: And, Miles, to your point, the owners are going to do what they're going to do. But the yeah. fact that Michael Bidwell is at second interview level with Brian Flores yes. is telling to me. He's a lawyer. He was a former prosecutor. He knows that there's danger in getting your hand close to the fire it's almost better to not even consider brian flores although i think when the dust settles on this coaching cycle brian flores doesn't have a head coaching job and steve wilks obviously isn't going to have one either the colts all those people they interviewed the colts didn't bring in wilks or flores especially if they hire jeff saturday there's going to be some blowback on the back end but i think that that uh Flores is very viable. I've been hearing that for weeks now, and I won't be surprised if he ends up being the next coach. The Cardinals would be good for the Cardinals. May not be good for Kyler Murray because he's going to get coached like he's never been coached yeah. before. But well, it may make him better on. That's the That's right. End. He yeah. needs it. He you needs yeah. somebody to say. You don't need a homework clause in your contract. You Thank need a coach you. that's going right. to say, "Do you want to be great?" Exactly and right. I'll help you get. There's been to too where many
2: red be. carpets and rose petals on the ground for Kyler yeah. Murray, and I I love Kyler Murray. I know you do too. This is not. I'm not trying to say this to be negative. It's just been. It's been too comforting for Kyler Murray. Football's not supposed to be comforting. You're supposed to have a guy, as we talk about all the time, with a hot poker up your butt going, hey, let's go, you got to get better, you got to lead the team, you're not good in this area. That's, I mean, you, Brady, of course, had that. And you know, Mahomes, as we talked about earlier in the show, Andy Reid, Biennium, they're always challenging him. You, you, so th- that, to me, this is going to be a good thing, I think, overall for, for Kyler Murray.
4: And great players want that. They Absolutely. want to be coached yeah. hard like right. that, right? That's exactly what they want. They don't necessarily need the flowers and rose petals, right? Well, you were just talking about their stuff. So,
2: well, like it's you've seen, you've seen the rose petals on, uh, you know, from the Eddie Murphy movie, uh, uh, Coming to America. I've actually right? seen that movie. Right. Strangely, kind of, yeah. you're not a movie watcher. No, not right. from the '80s. But coming, um, coming not, to not, America before he was born. You know, but King Joffrey yes. who's Earl Jones, yes. they yes. put rose petals at his feet all the time, and that's where I feel like Kyler Murray's had that going on for a while. No
1: AJ <laughs> Green for whoever. Whoever the next Cardinals coach is, wow. he has announced his retirement after 12 years in the NFL, I believe. He was first-round pick in 2011 11. I, 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 Julio right. Jones' yeah. class, so wow. 12 years for A.J. Green. Long-term with the Bengals, then joined the Cardinals. And a uh, great career. Great career. Great, not yeah. a guy that gets appreciation because yeah. he, he was... So different from other Bengals receivers we've seen over the years who know how to get attention. He just kind of went about his business, did his thing. He just racked up yards well. and touchdowns and did it very well. Yeah.
2: I, mean, he's, I, I think he's a really special player. He's like one of those guys, I don't know if he gets in the Hall of Fame, right, but is a legend always. I honestly think he's probably a Hall of Fame talent, but – he was on a Bengals offense with Andy Dahl where I go, he's go. ooh, if A.J. Green had a real special quarterback, yeah. I think we would think differently of him a little bit. I don't know. Andre, How do you guys feel?
3: Andre Johnson. You know very, very I mean, similar. In right. our conversations in Hall of Fame voting this year, that yeah. was the thing. All the bad quarterbacks that he played with right. in his career on, on mostly bad teams. Right. And he reminds me a lot of that. I think both of those are least worthy of discussion in the Hall of Fame room.
2: Yeah. Right. I, uh, I, I was gonna say with, with like uh, Andre Johnson, it's a great example too, where it gets under like undervalued sometimes. Like yeah. we used to play the Houston Texans, and they'd go, "Whoa, look, Andre Johnson caught a fifty-yard bomb," and I would go, "Good," but like the quarterback threw a bad throw; it should have been an eighty-yard walk-in touchdown, yeah. but yes. instead he got a forty-five-yard catch because, it, and the, you know that hurts your stats and your ability to get in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we're gonna focus on the Super Bowl when we return. Specifically, we're gonna draft the best players on both teams. Shereen and Miles will stick around, we hope you will too. We'll be back with more from Phoenix. Oh. Right after. You this.
2: can hike up that one, old man Florio. That's not too steep.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy. And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait.
3: What's my name?
4: taking oh, some wally. Oh, no, no. <laughs> What's my name? Oh, no, no. What's my name? <laughs> Umbrella. Umbrella. Umbrella.
1: Here goes players with their favorite Rihanna songs. I like using the cleat, one of the two cleats, as the microphone. Very well done. done.
2: Locker rooms are very musical. I think you guys would, would, you know, uh, you would attest to that. Uh Uh, What I do want to know here, why I have you, right? Um, uh-oh. What's it like working with this guy on your end, right? What's your text messages oh, like? Really give me some stories here. here. Yeah, Wait, don't get fired. we get in guy? trouble, Miles. <laughs> yeah, no, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: All those communications. Let me know.
2: give me some good dirt. The, the, what's what's the sh- a quirky Florio story from the air? We might be fired before we
4: walk <laughs> out. Of here. Yeah, that's what that's what he said the other day when you were sick, and I said something on the air, and he's like, "Those are privileged conversations." Like, uh oh. Okay, well I guess I'm <laughs> guess I'm gonna stop
1: now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have we have a lot of fun on our text yeah. chain not that it's anything i mean it's not it's not inappropriate yeah, right. it's funny of we're course. funny we try to make each other laugh <laughs> within the bounds of accepted humor yes. on our text
4: chain accepted right. humor is uh is is flexible right because it does change from time to time yeah what is it is not acceptable oh okay we'll okay i have I, accepted the
1: fact that i'm going to hell once you accept right. the fact that you're going to hell it frees your ability to right. make comments about. oh well we
2: things. all knew that for a long time now, <laughs> so we, have, we have a
3: lot of nicknames for nfl players that can't be that said can't be on sad here, oh i sometimes love I'll have to text miles and privately and say okay wait who is yeah, that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't
2: how, uh, you get snarky with them ever what's like this snarkiest you've ever gotten them or Snarky. mad I don't, or have I that. ever gotten mad have, right. you, have
3: you ever seen me
1: mad you, not I don't know, because we don't really mad, see no. you. Okay. Not well, truly.
2: <laughs>
4: not. Have you ever gotten the sense from my text message that I was pissed
2: off? Not truly, Matt, she said. Just not a little bit. L-
4: less at us. More at uh, sometimes situations, sometimes the outsiders. The broader situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Him, I, I see that. Chris. <laughs>
4: all
1: right. Yeah. Let's have a draft of the best players in Super Bowl 57, all players eligible all players This is available. gonna be hard actually so the there's pick. four of us we'll go
4: so left gonna, to right we're gonna do snake draft or are we gonna go with do, you the, do snake Sheree draft the i'll pick. do
1: snake draft i'm used to being last all the time good idea miles thank we'll, you we'll go back and forth like a fantasy football team <laughs> shereen you're first well, best player you know and, in super bowl 57 mm, you were, you is there were, anyone from texas a&m i guess that's the first question
3: <laughs> well, right, and no there's not so i have to go elsewhere but, but mike you made this point this week about a hall of fame within a hall of fame yeah and when we're in the Hall, I've done it since 2007. And in those meetings, there are certain players you stand up and you say, I present Troy Aikman for the Hall of Fame, Emmett Smith for the Hall of Fame, whoever it is. There's, there's been a handful yeah. in, in my time doing the Hall of Fame. So with that, I present Patrick Mahomes. Well, well I mean,
2: you're a shocker. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing else needs
3: to be said, right?
2: No, it doesn't. You're right. He's a special section of the Hall of Fame, like Mike's been saying.
4: Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. All right, I guess then I get second pick, right? So I'm going to go Chris Jones, who, for my money, was one of the best players on the field, especially in that AFC Championship game. I think he's had an outstanding year, you know, 15 and a half sacks. He's been really somebody that they can rally around and be as dominant as, you know, really Aaron Donald, who I spent much of my professional career around. So. Yeah. That's somebody that I. If I we're going best players, he's my second.
2: Player. I hear that. I'm I'm with you there. Okay, so um, I guess I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go AJ Brown. I'm gonna go AJ Brown oh, wow. next. I know.
1: Not Gardner Minshew? No, are you no, sure? <laughs> yeah, no,
2: no. I, I listen. You you know my thoughts on AJ Brown. I think he's really special, and I think he's. You can't even guard him man to man. Really. I don't know where his health is at. I don't know if he's totally 100%. I expect him to be by the Super Bowl. But to me, that's the biggest difference of the Eagles from last year to this year is that guy gave them that piece of the formula where he went, wait, you stopped everything else, but there's no answer for this over here. And uh, he brought them to another level, in in my opinion.
1: Well, I get two picks now. I know you do. I like Uh, like uh, being last in round one, first in round two. I'll start with Jalen Hurts. Right. He is going to be the only other one than Patrick Mahomes to get MVP votes. Of course, now that we do five, he'll be he'll finish second, I think. I think he'll finish second because he ended up being the second team all-pro yep. quarterback right. behind Mahomes. Right. Um, and even with his injury, he's so important to that team from a leadership standpoint, runner, passer, just everything. Just a total perfect quarterback that you want for a team that needs a guy that it can rally around. Yeah. So I'll go Hurts first. And then I'm going Hassan Reddick. We were talking about Reddick uh-huh. earlier. I, I Hey, he's one of the main reasons they're in the Super oh, yeah. Bowl. Yeah. He's the
2: the best pass rusher in this game. Clean legal hit on
1: Brock Purdy, knocks Purdy out of the game. He's got double-digit sacks for three different teams in three straight years, first player in league history to do that. And we see time and again in the Super Bowl, if there's a difference maker... It's a it's a pass rusher yeah. who yes. completely screws up the other team's offense and paves the way for victory.
2: Yeah, I, I hear that. I, I'm not disappointed at, uh, with that pick. I think he's phenomenal, and you're right. They're going to have their hands full with him because they always find to get ways of he's on the edge and you're worried about all the other guys. There's a five-man line of scrimmage. and yeah. Yeah, Don't can, block him with a tight end, exactly, That That's the biggest uh. thing, exactly. All right, well, Travis Kelsey's there, and, you know, yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey is – the only other guy. I think he's might be in that yeah. other room Shireen was talking about. I think yeah. he's one no when, you, when yeah. you bring him up, everyone's just going to laugh. No and question. they're going to go, of course he's in. Let's go. Let's move on. So Travis Kelsey, he's the best pass-receiving tight end I think we've ever seen in football. Gronkowski, I still would give the edge for overall because of how great of a blocker he was. But, man, Kelsey, what he's doing and how long he's doing it is amazing.
3: He's in that conversation for sure for greatest tight end ever.
2: I think so. Yeah. He's yeah. in that combo. He best. is. Yeah. I
3: mean, he's had more 1,000-yard seasons and in
4: a row than any other tight end right, ever. Right. So, yeah, he was going to be my next pick, but uh, I've got to keep it in Cleveland. we got a lot
2: of good ones out uh, there. I know. Yeah. It's true. But yeah. I'll
4: keep it in Cleveland, and I'll just choose his brother, Jason <laughs> Kelsey, because he is a key cog to that Eagles offense. Yeah. All, all the way that they can block when they run the football and the way that they pass protect, too, it starts with Jason Kelsey. I mean, he's been doing it for years and years and years and years. His first head coach was Andy Reid, so that tells you about his longevity. And he's still at the top of his game. Who knows if this is going to be his last one, but I, that's my next pick for the best player.
3: Well, I had Lane Johnson on my list as the, as the fifth best player in this game. He hasn't given up a sack in 30 games. He shut down Nick Bosa, was a key member of that offensive line, has always been, but especially in that game against the 49ers. And I just think how great he is for four Pro Bowls, two All-Pros in his career, and he's playing through that torn Gro- groin-tenant, and you can't even yeah. tell that, that he's playing through that. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. I,
2: you picked a Sooner? Jeez. Yeah, I know all right. that was tough. We'll go with that it. That
3: was tough. And I had to pick a Texas Tech Red Raider. Too oh, the man,
2: first Yeah. Bit. you're all messed up today. What's and going on? And it's mine
3: again, right? Yeah, so it I is. So I guess I'm going Javon Hargrave. He turns 30 this week. Career best, 11 sacks in his seventh season. He's scheduled for free agency in March. He's going to make a lot of money. He had a really good season. Despite his age, he had a really good season. He's sure.
2: a, He is. He's got a lot of value as a. As a pass rusher, that's where people don't really realize he's a pain in the butt as far as pushing the pocket yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, disrupting quarterbacks' ability to see or step into throws. He's got great value there.
4: All right, I'll go with Devontae Smith. You know, the, the Slim Reaper or Slim Batman, whatever they're calling those guys in Philadelphia. I mean, he, he didn't make that catch, but he sold it on fourth down, you know in that NFC championship game, and I think it tells you just the trust that Jalen Hurts has in him. Yeah. Those two guys have great chemistry, and if it's not A. J. Brown that's going off, then it's probably gonna be Devontae Agreed. Smith. It's like so. you gotta pick yeah. your poison with yeah. them right
2: now. That's yeah. what that's what's tough. You're right. It's gonna be, it's gonna take a special game plan and a special effort from this Chiefs defense with all those answers you talked about. All right, I I, I feel inclined here Man, there's so many damn good players here. Okay, so I'm going to go to the offensive line here, and I'm going to go with Joe Tooney here. And I I think it's going to be Joe Tooney's one of the better guards in football. His task will be to block Javon Hargrave, who Shereen just picked, and that's going to be a big thing. He's one of the best pass-protecting guards in the game, let alone, yeah, he's pretty good in the run as well, but he's going to have to play really well in this one because of that pass rush we've been talking about. Well,
1: There's a lot I could pick here. We talked about this guy earlier yeah. though and I love watching him play. He runs with a suddenness and a burst that jumps off the screen. Yeah. I love I what Isaiah Pacheco yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. does. It's just mm-hmm. every time he has the ball, it just there's a presence to his running style that seems different and I think is the kind of thing that can make a difference in yeah. an all stakes. Right. This is it. Winner go home. What can you
4: muster? Because he musters it all the time. Yeah, I remember they, the the reports out of Kansas City or St. Joseph where they have their training camp. Everybody was talking about how good this guy was, and just how much they can see him fitting into this offense. Right. It's going to be wow. Can we find a good role for him? And, you know, you know, Clyde edwards hilaire gets hurt. But I think eventually Pacheco would have been that lead back anyway.
2: I agree with you there. He's he's just too talented. He's too physical. He's too explosive. He hits the hole harder than anybody they got on their football team. Uh, He's a good pick. I mean, I I know we're done with the draft, but, like, who's – Who's the next ones up? Like I, I Frank Orlando, Clark's floating around. Frank Clark. Yeah. Orlando Brown was in the conversation mm-hmm. for Darius me. Darius Slay. Yeah, Darius Slay. We left him off the list, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Jordan Mailata, their left tackle, yep. the Eagles. He Creed certainly. free
4: Humphrey, shout
3: out know, to him Man, right. yeah, exactly. To, yeah. Yeah, Dallas, we, Dallas Goder.
2: Yeah, Goddard? Yeah. yeah, is it Goddard yeah. or Goddard? I, Goddard? I don't even know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I still want to get him <laughs> you're in there. He's <laughs> <you're laughs> trying to cause problems to beat. We just
3: Creed Humphrey.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. said that. Yeah. There's, that's what's awesome about the game. You said it to start the show. It's the two best teams. It is. There's yeah. plenty of stars to go around. Let alone creative coaching on both sides of the ball. It, like, it
3: explains why those two teams are here. Yeah. yeah
2: it it does. does. It
1: does. Chris was upset earlier that we had no Tom Brady news. Guess what? We have Tom Brady news. Oh my God. We've got Tom Brady news. We're going to take a breathe again. It's four minutes.
4: Brady news, right I after need to this. talk about it more. Wait, Rogers after that, <laughs> please. <Police. laughs> All the Aaron Rodgers news ever.
1: There it is, Phoenix Downtown Convention Center. We are inside, trying to stay inside and not get ejected from the building. So far, so good. Fun time with Miles Simmons and Shereen Williams. I don't get to see them a whole lot, do I
2: get to converse with them a whole lot. So it's always good. And that was a good little, you know, we, we hit a lot of good subjects. Cover a lot of ground. Cover a and lot of ground. And hopefully, you'll tell me some stories when it's over about you to where I can I, use them on I, air during the week. No,
1: no, they get, so I think it's, I am a good, uh, I don't want to say employer boss. since I don't directly employ them, but yeah, I, we. I, I don't want to jinx myself because yeah. the next thing you know, I'm going to have to replace two people next week. We have very low turnover at PFT, Right. which t- usually speaks for itself, you know? I hear you. If I was as big of a jerk as you think I am, <laughs> we would have greater turnover <laughs> than we, than That's we do. That's true. It's a good point. Uh, all right, I'll give you that. All right, the Buccaneers had some turnover last week. Tom Brady out, retiring, and he says today that he will join Fox as the number one NFL analyst in the fall of 2024. Wow. Taking a year off. Wow. Scholarship year. Okay. Going to Europe. Right. Going to travel. <laughs> Going to find himself. Going to do some ayahuasca. And I don't know. Look, <laughs> he's got to transition away. And Chris, he needs for his own mental health to avoid being in a spot where he goes straight to the booth. Because yeah. what has he said? I don't want to turn on tape and say, these guys suck. I'm better than they are. I should still be playing. Right. He has said that. He doesn't want to do that. Right. So if So if he goes a whole year gets out of football shape, knows I couldn't do it right now if I wanted to, then that's when I think he's going to be in the best situation to understand and accept
2: where he currently is. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good point by you. I, I don't know if I've really thought about that, but you're right. It's, it'd probably be a healthier frame of mind. Just get away from it for a year. Uh, refresh yourself. You know, Patch up some of the things with your family and all that. It has been a long career where you haven't been involved in – you know, like he said during the year, Thanksgiving, Christmas have been like non-existent to him. You know, the the for the, the majority of his life here. So hopefully he can do that. It's exciting, and you know, it's it's. I guess it gives Fox right a little more time to figure out what to do with Greg Olson and all that. I mean, as we talked about last week, Greg Olson has become phenomenal. I mean, he's. I, I really enjoy the listen. Uh, yeah, and he
1: gets another year to hone he his gets craft. gets another year to hone another his Another year for right? people to praise him. And, right. and that's what's going to be the challenge for Tom Brady. Yeah. People are going to be inclined to criticize and scrutinize everything he does because they
2: like Greg Olson and they resent the fact that he got shoved to the side. Well, do you think that's another part of this 2024 thing? That's where my mind went when I first saw this on our little rundown to like maybe they want to get him greased up and going. You know, he's going to do some, you know, classes or fake broadcast yeah, games so where point. they get him to where he doesn't get thrown out there and they're like, "Well, they're giving Tom Brady $37 million? He can't shine Greg Olson's shoes, right? Yeah. I-, I would think that's, that's got to be a part of this conversation, Even too.
1: Even if he's not, and this is where it gets complicated because they're paying him $37.5 million a year. Yeah. I doubt they're going to want to pay him that to not actually do games, but they need to get him practice, and they need to, remember, who was it? Was it Romo and and nance years ago like in a shed at the hall of fame game like somebody was practicing at the hall of fame game right. away from the regular booth but just the idea of and i think you can't just do it on tape you got to be in the building yeah truly you gotta simulate you got to act like you're right. doing it yeah. and and that's going to be part of this effort and i think tom brady will throw himself into it he'll be committed to being as good as he can be yep the question is how good can he be well, I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. And the problem is he's chasing a guy that no one expected to be great. Yeah. And and great for Greg Olson, but it's a challenge for Fox and Tom Brady. It's the obligation to get him to the point where he is at maximum performance right out of the gates. No learning on the job. You better be ready to go right away. Yeah.
2: I, 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 I understand it. I think the more I get to sit here and think about it, I think it probably is the best move for Fox, Brady, everybody. You know, just kind of get their ducks in a row and – you know, make sure he's ready to go so he doesn't get an onslaught of bad media coverage if he kind of stumbles along the way early on. And, yeah, you do, there is no rush. You got a guy there right now that you go, hey, we don't, we don't need you this second. You know, we're, we're okay. Greg Olson, as you said, is he's awesome. I really enjoy the listen. So, What would you think of a three-man booth? Mm. The, apparently
1: the great broadcasters look down on the three-man booth, yeah. even though the greatest booth of all time, frankly, was Frank Gifford, Don Meredith, and Howard Cosell. I, and I grew The up greats with, today right. don't want to do three-man
2: booth. I don't know why. I think you could make a three-man booth work. I, well, I mean, I grew up with Al Michaels, Frank Gifford, and Dan Dierdorf, and I thought that was phenomenal. I never had an issue with that. I know when my father first started working for NBC and doing Super Bowl 30 Steelers-Cowboys, it was you know him, Dick Enberg, and um, Paul McGuire. Paul McGuire, right. So I, I'm not opposed to that. I guess there's times, though, when there's a really good broadcaster, like a Tom Brady— I, I, I don't know if he's great at that, but I don't want to hear anybody go, I want to hear Brady. I just want to hear that. I want to hear his thoughts. I want him to break down the game for me. So that's where I I guess I understand that, and and it doesn't sound like the play-by-play guys love it either. Well, and the reality is I
1: think if you're going to do it and make it work, you need to have different personalities, different backgrounds. It needs to mesh together. It needs to become its own thing Right. where you get the natural chemistry, but you're not overlapping responsibilities. You don't get Tom Brady's take on the play that just happened with a PS from Greg Olson or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's one of the reasons why it doesn't work. But I, I don't think it it's a way to placate the crowd that will be very upset when Greg Olson gets nudged to the side. And that's the worst thing that could have happened for Fox and the best thing. Greg Olson ended up being great. Um, <laughs> Sean Payton is, had his uh, introductory press conference today. And this is a, a very good quote. There was a question about Russell Wilson's performance team being present in the facility. Peyton said that's foreign to me. That's not going to take place here. I'm not familiar with it, but our staff will be here. Our players will be here, and that will be it. Be-do-do-do. That's right. Wah, wah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's absolutely. <laughs> that's wah, right.
2: Wah, wah,
1: wah. Uh, Angel Eyes, <laughs> Tuco, and Blondie are ready to go in Denver. I watched that movie for the first time in my life on Friday night with my son. My son loves that movie. movie it's about one hour too long it is long um, and he loves it he it loves is. eli wallach as tuco and yeah that that every time that i it's funny uh, It's so great you did it. we had no conversation about it i love that that little tune now because oh, they the play it over and over the, on my phone actually. the whole show my son's gonna love, he's gonna <laughs> love you even more when he knows that and i need to get it as my ringer uh, but yeah sean payton is the new sheriff in town and uh and that's fine. Russell Wilson needs, needs to just it. submit, just yeah. like Kyler Murray in Arizona, uh-huh. need, or, here, or here in Arizona, yeah. needs to submit, needs someone who will coach him hard and make him
2: the best he can be. Definitely. There's nothing that's good, okay? We've had one player over the 20 years have somebody else in the building, and he's the GOAT, right? He's the only guy, and he pulled it off in New England for a period of time because... They somehow sold it that it was good for the rest of the football team, let alone Brady with his relationship with Mr. Kraft, probably, you know, grandfathered it in there a little bit as well. But, like, entourage, you know, whatever the hell, performance team. What? What? This is football in the NFL. And you want to know why there's some resentment and maybe Russell Wilson is not accepted in the locker room there? It's stuff like that. That is not – that's a no-no. Let alone, Mike, as we both know, and this was another thing that you, people around the NFL talked about a lot. And Russell Wilson's got his own office in the facility, his own office. Is he writing checks for people? Is he, is he balancing the checkbook for the team? Like, that, that, that stuff has to go. It's just not good. It's not good for business, and this is not normal business. This is football. You don't do that. And that's the type of crap Then when you don't play well, the team goes, oh, well, there's his performance team, and there he's going up to his office now, and he's going to talk about his corporation deals he's got working on. Like, no. Just be a football player for now. All that other stuff can wait.
4: I've
1: heard different opinions on it, too. And every time I hear an opinion, it makes sense. Like, on one hand, why does it matter that he has an office? He's the quarterback. He's the most important player on the team. On the other hand, everything you do along those lines separates you from your teammates. Exactly. There's no need for it. There's no reason for it. Your office is the field. And the satellite office is the locker room slash practice field. You don't need an office. You don't need to be treated like an executive. You're not that. It's not your world. You have your world, and you have an office at home where you study
2: your film. Exactly. And and just, again, to me, the, I, why do you want outside business to even get into your real business and what you are right now? You know you only have a limited time to make this work and be great at it. You know, you're not going to be able to play forever. So go all in on it. And it is like... You know, to things you've always brought up. It's it's kind of a distraction, too. It's a distraction. Hey, you know, I, if I was a quarterback of a team, which I was for a little bit, but, you know, observing other great ones, I don't want to be like, like, I, hey, I'm, I'm doing work, I'm watching film, I'm writing notes. I don't want to be like, oh, my, my my performance team's waiting for me upstairs in the office. I need to hurry up to get up there and talk to them, right? Let alone it's going to make other people in the building disgruntled. And it just, it just doesn't add to the right chemistry you want for success it's uh, that would team, be it's, team it's team it's team it's team Sean right. Payton knows it it's why he
1: earns every penny of what he's going to make Peter King said today in his football morning in America column that Sean Payton is going to make in the neighborhood of 18 million we know there's a disconnect between the official amount and the extra stuff that gets kind of shoved into the pockets here or there but he's worth every penny because he's good and he'll bust his ass he'll give his life to it yeah, he the fact that he'll give his life to it and it, get to spend the money what are you what are you doing it for you're working all the time the money is immaterial that the broncos are gonna have to pay him to set the tone and help turn this team around they haven't been back to the playoffs since they won super bowl 50 it's the longest drought any super bowl winner has ever gone yeah. not getting back to the
2: playoffs they need to turn this around. They do. They do. And, and they got some pieces here to turn it around. You know, the way they played last year, that was just unacceptable, I think, for the talent they have on their football team. I know they're not perfect. But, yeah, when you invest like that in Russell Wilson and it's that bad, and the, I mean, he played horrible last year. And then there's some pieces there to where you go, oh, this team should have been better than where they are. This is where Sean Payton comes in and, and kicks some butt.
1: Anytime I get the one-word break, yeah. that means we got a break. We'll be back. With the best Patrick Mahomes plays of 2023. Look at that. I think that's the the Grand Grand Canyon. Canyon. I don't know. I've never been there. Yeah, now you know. (laughs) It's fun. And it's great to see everybody in person. It's great to, to talk to guys face-to-face. It's kind of okay to see you, even though you'll do the Vulcan death oh, grip you're on my get leg it. when you're I least get it. expect oh. it. He is going to pummel me. Oh, damn, that hurt. And you don't get the guy? Then I'm on the air. Get out of here, dumbass. Man, you're getting it next week. Keep your meat hooks ah! off of me. My oh, God.
2: boy. That is the best one yeah, ever. Yeah, that's great. That's you were legitimately show, pissed for five seconds at the combine Show the video of Chris
1: throwing up in the garbage can while <laughs> yeah, we're at worry, it, Don't worry. They got uh, it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got a different video than Chris throwing up in the garbage can from the combine three years ago. How about a closer look at some of the best plays from... Patrick Uh. Mahomes. Every season, he creates a highlight reel that is as good as any quarterback's career highlight reel. So let's get started. Apparently, we have plenty here because it's Patrick Mahomes. There are plenty of highlights. This is one year,
2: and these are going to be all time player highlights. Steph Curry with a spiral. This is all the way back in week two, the right. Thursday night game. I got, This got me out of my chair. When I hear, I was like, uh-oh, what's he going to do? And then I was like, oh!
1: To, but to,
2: <laughs> just the fact
1: that he can stop and take so much off of it while he's moving one direction.
2: What? what? And can we rewind that again? Can we show that again, that angle, that last angle? That's insane how he just flicks it through there. Okay, we can't. We'll do Here we it go. later. Don't Here we worry. Go. It's the they same game.
1: You need to get two feet on the ground. Or at least one foot on the ground. How about no feet on the ground? What? Looking every to his fundamental right. concept is violated by Patrick Mahomes because it's the short start bomb. He has thrown the ball from every angle, every platform, get the ball to first base. A short stop
2: knows how to do it. There is no form. It's just get the ball out. And he does it. Beautiful. Uh, it was the second time I got out of my seat on the Thursday night game. Because to look to your right and then throw a 50-yard post route to your left as you were kind of like, you know, feet all jumbled up and then throw it on the money. Uh, insanity in the membrane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here we go. Here's Ooh. another one. <laughs> against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs>
1: <laughs> sweet Georgia Brown,
2: and just stop and pop and plop,
1: <laughs> and there it is, to Clyde Edwards-Helaire. You got to be ready. You got to have your head on the swivel at all times if you're one of his receivers. You never know when he's going to pick you and throw you the football, and.
2: Uh, there he was to make the catch. It's just, it's it's next-level awareness of yourself, where your body is. Look at this, how he does this and gets his feet out of the ground because he feels somebody low, too. The guy has got, like, seven eyes and, like, just a seventh sense. For he had six senses, he's got seven of them at quarterback. Here it is against the Tennessee
1: Titans, third and 17. And this is where everyone else goes into slow motion, and he just carves his way through. He knows Where his body fits with everyone else. And he knows, look, the little head fake, slow a guy down, make the move. Watch the head fake across here. Just to buy a little
2: little more time. He is. He's a a great runner. He's one of the greatest scramblers we've ever seen. And then, oh, my God, this this one, one
1: This is the moment. He told me a week later that this is just panic mode. He just moves. He doesn't know what he's going to do, but he's got to do something because he knows that if he doesn't, he's going to get tackled. (laughs) So there it is, just the flip. I'm surprised he didn't throw it left-handed. I keep waiting for him to throw it behind the back. Uh, that's the only thing he hasn't done yet. It's just It'll a matter of time. He told me after the win over the Texans, it's coming at some point. Speaking of the Texans, your favorite Mahomes throw of the year. <laughs> it's just crazy. Violating every rule that every quarterback coach would ever tell any quarterback to do. Don't he does throw it late
2: over the middle. But wait, what about late across the field, coach? Is that okay? You said only late over the middle. This is across the whole field. And I'm going to jump up in the air Kareem Abdul-Jabbar style and throw a hook shot. And still throw a spiral somehow, and it'll be accurate. That's the thing. He never does that, and it blows up on him. Never. Every
1: time he does something like that, it works. And here it is again. Oh, man. This, this is one, pretty special. I couldn't believe it. It is just a missile, and his body's barely moving. I and know. he cranks up high velocity, high intensity, crunch between two guys. He was getting the Malachi crunch there.
2: Right. And Doesn't have a right good back target. leg, so he can't really push off to his full capability there. Look at him. I mean, look at one-legged Willie here, just going. Oh yeah, don't worry, I'll get it done. Just I, and that's not that's not what Robert Sala
1: once told us. Is the guy who's hobbling around (laughs) like he's no, he really is. He really is having a hard time, and he's still getting it done. Unbelievable, amazing, and and to get back to that whole panic mode thing. I mean, that's he told me that's his mindset. Yeah, that he's just and he knows we've seen guys who, whose reach exceeds their grasp.
2: Yeah,
1: he slips into that mode, and he can do everything that he's trying to do (laughs) that's the difference there are plenty of people out there and i've been in that like (laughs) just trying to just trying to make a play coach i've done that before and you end up doing a face plant he does it and it's it's artistry it's artistry
2: that's exactly right we've never seen anything like him again i think we could put some of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game up and we would not have a highlight tape like that right there and that was one season. One season. That's one, one season. season. <laughs> and I mean, really, we're probably being nice because we could have made it a longer segment and probably shown 10 other throws or plays.
1: And, and look, what do we root for in this profession? We root for good games. Yeah. We root for great stories. Right. We root for having compelling things to talk about. And now that Tom Brady is out, I think it's fair and appropriate for us to root for Patrick Mahomes to have every bit as great of a career because the Tom Brady highlight tape is different. Yeah.
2: And it's still great, yeah. but it's not this. No, it's not this. And this is what this is. Again, this is why at the start of the show, I was trying to go, man, this, is, this yeah. is five years in a row. This is different than the way we've seen most dynasties built, too. It was literally like, hey, you're starting this year? We're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to throw it every play, and we're just going to put it all on you. No problem. You know, there's greatness to that. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to play defense and work you in and hand the ball off and control the clock. We're not going to do that. We're just going to ride you right from the get-go. And... The the results speak for themselves. I know people want probably more Super Bowls, but you're you're haters if you can't just realize what we're watching here. It's an all-time great.
1: Number two may be coming in five days. We're going to take a break and wrap up this Monday edition of PFT Live right after this. Or six... we got a big lineup this week starting tomorrow and it accelerates as we get deeper into the week look at some of those names do you really think all those people are going to show up do you really think that i I think think they they will i think we'll have even more than that too there's one name missing there's one name missing kirk the cousins (laughs) where is he
2: this will not be a super bowl leak unless kirk cousins is here i'll take jj instead though you'll take jj uh, yeah okay yeah
1: but but it would be nice to to visit with kirk i'd like to have a conversation with him about why he threw short of the sticks on the fourth day with the season on the line yeah, that would be very cathartic he's gonna be like let me maybe bring we get him Lawrence Friday. here maybe we get him Friday because my son my, I think my son would like to ask him. oh that that's question.
2: great yeah yeah let's start a Florio Kirk Cousins <laughs> brawl on the PFT <laughs> hey, set my son my son would uh he'd have my back yeah, yeah. Like, I would think so yeah. I wouldn't think he'd take Kirk Cousins no I but I'm saying okay. I'd,
1: I'd put faith in him uh, taking care of business if, if, if it went down he'd like his chance you would have used him in the parking lot at Home Depot that's it see you tomorrow have a great day
2: see
0: See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
4: We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel.